and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brad. Hi, Megan. How Hello. are you? I'm doing all right. How are yeah? you? Yeah? Yeah. Good. I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. It was, uh, it's been a frosty morning, yeah, as we mentioned. Yeah, it was very frosty this morning. Uh, it's been... He says, I mentioned, because I mentioned it right before we clicked record. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, don't talk anymore. I have something to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been an eventful last week because uh, there were school cancellations, yeah. uh, which we talked about on Tuesday. Because yeah. there's, but then but, it canceled again. Yeah. Well, on except in Pasco. Friday, yeah, only in Pasco. I know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and it still snowed quite a bit on Thursday, though. Yeah, they canceled was... all after school activities on Thursday. So what's yeah. funny is I took my kids out of school to go skiing on Thursday because that was the opening <laughs> day of Bluewood. Yeah, and I removed them from school, and then they canceled school the next, the next day. day. Yeah, <laughs> they only went to school two days last week. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nice. So uh, bad dad, I guess. Moment there. Nah. But Listen, your kids like, are fine. It was like, like empty up at the uh, up at the ski lodge because yeah. I think everybody was really worried. It was supposed to be opening day. It was like that blew it. It was going to be like the big thing. They had mm-hmm. like a DJ and all this kind of stuff. And then it was like uh, not that many people. And I think it was because the roads well, were supposed to be we get had pretty a huge, trashy. It, it's like a named winter storm. Like we were at the top end of it. It was like Winter Storm Diaz. Like the Weather Channel named it. Yeah, because it, it's supposed, supposed to, like to crush cross the Midwest. The whole yeah, it's supposed to cross the whole country and really crush the Midwest and do possibly do some damage in the Northeast. Yeah. So, so I sent my wife and Sam McPeak because I know Sam's a big uh, a, a big ski guy uh-huh. or whatever uh, a picture of a post that I had seen. Uh, on Tahoe Quarterly. I follow a bunch of that stuff because we love that area, yeah. whatever. Uh, and they got, uh, I'm, I'm showing you a picture of this real quick. On Palisades Tahoe, one of the ski mm-hmm. re- resorts there, they said, this is definitely a st- uh, snowstorm to remember. We've now received over seven and a half feet yep. of snow mm-hmm. since December 1st. Plus, in just 24 hours from Saturday to Sunday morning, uh, we received more than 35 inches of yeah. snow. The this ski is a lift can't even go. Of a ski lift. Yeah. And this, it's hitting the side of yeah. a snow mountain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know how high up those yeah. are? Well, typically? where on the mountain is that? Is it, at the top? It looks like it's at the top. But yeah, you're but always twenty feet in the air. Yeah, or so. <laughs> I mean, you're never four feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That is so high. I know because when I was reading the article, this is you know boring weather talk. Sorry, everyone. It's um, not boring. This is relevant <laughs> stuff. When I was like reading the article, we were like right at the top edge. So yeah. like, yeah, we got we got a decent amount of snow, but not anything like crazy. Um, but we also, but like California got like slammed. Like this year, Nevada's got hammered with yeah. snow. Um, and then the Midwest is supposed to get like then like this next week, like this today, tomorrow, you know, supposed to get a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I don't think uh, I realize sometimes how deep that is. Um. Uh, especially like up on the mountains like that uh, until this this week on Thursday when I took the kids up w- Grace and I were riding up the ski lift Lennon was ahead of us quite a ways mm-hmm. and uh, was it just Grayson and London yeah Grayson and okay. London and I yep and and we're going up and all of a sudden I see rolling down the hill is a ski glove from the ski lift <laughs> oh no and it's is going it London it's going down the hill <laughs> and then into the trees in one of the areas that's like a double black diamond, mm-hmm. like it's really steep. This glove was moving, was hauling because yeah. it was so steep. <laughs> and and diving into this area that like nobody skis in. It's untouched powder because yeah. like just nobody goes there. And it's first day, it's opening day or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so I looked at Grayson and go, man, that is going to suck for whoever that glove is. <laughs> and I think you know how yeah. this story goes. Yeah, I do. We get to the top of the mountain and London looks at me and she goes, dad, I lost my glove. And I go, are you kidding me? 
I said, let me guess. You're on your phone taking pictures for Be Real. Dad, I just, it was just a great shot. Look at this shot that I got. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, enough. Put the phone away. So Megan, I, I swear I'm not making this up. I may be elaborating a little bit, but I'm not making it up. I said, you take Grayson down the little green mm-hmm. country road. I'm going to go down Huckleberry down the front mm-hmm. uh, and then f- take this off ramp here. And uh, I'm not going to ski into that, but I think I can hike into it. Right. Okay. So I ski down three quarters of the way down the mountain uh-huh. and then I park it where I think it went in on the side. But again, it was mo- the, the glove was moving fast. It wasn't <laughs> a drop and sit in the snow. No. It was pummeling down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> so and I saw where it went in, but I couldn't see where it stopped. And so... <laughs> I get, I take off my skis. Did you get trapped in a tree well? Oh, I am like, <laughs> you have no idea how hard that is. Like you hear people and you think that's ridiculous. Just climb out. No. I am climbing in over waist deep snow. Yeah. It is up to my, my nipples. Uh, <laughs> and I am trying to walk through this and climbing on top, like a, like a, like a child on top yeah, of the snow uh-huh. and com- I'm coming in. And because it's like freshly fallen snow, it's not like crusty on top where you no. can like go. It's nothing. I'm falling through. I'm just yeah. like <laughs> swimming through. My the snow. heart is pounding out of my chest. <laughs> I go to where I think it is and it's not even close to there. Then I'm walking around. I'm looking for it. And the worst part is I'm right <laughs> below the chairlift. So everybody's seeing me walk through the snow going, you lose something, buddy? You know, all this kind of stuff and and and, all, and whatever. That's when you really want to sign on your back that's like, I have children. I'm doing this for my daughter, yeah. just so you know. I would never take off my gloves on a ski lift. I'm not an idiot. Uh, and then uh, then one of the guys, I hear, you know, one of the ski bros up yeah. top says, why don't you just ski in there? You know, and I'm like, because I don't know where I'm going. Like, yeah. I don't know where this is. Uh, if I knew where it was, I probably would have tried and I probably would have killed myself trying to get out. But I uh, am walking through there. Finally, I find this glove and you I, found it? I That's hike impressive. back. But then I've got to hike back straight up this hill oh, no. uh, to get back to my skis because it was oh, a lot no. further down than I thought. And I am, I'm sweating. I am, my heart is pounding. It was awful it was like i'm gonna go confiscate her phone for a month that's what i felt like doing so bad uh that's amazing and then she gets down she's like oh thank you my hands are freezing i bet yeah i bet they are she's like i'm going inside now for a while i'm like oh my gosh and they're my gloves too that she borrowed it was just all all of it but we had a good time other than that other than that (laughs) it is fun to watch your kids pick back up skiing fast oh, yeah. and so uh-huh. like the first two runs you're like oh my gosh we're gonna this is gonna take forever yeah. all the time and then it, something just clicks it's just like yeah. a really fast learning curve on that kind of stuff you guys really started last season right last season we went two or maybe three i think okay. london went three times because she went with some friends and then yeah. we went twice okay but we got all the gear we bought all mm-hmm. the used stuff over time and so now it's like we're just we have a ski bag. We're just going to yeah. throw stuff in and go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was It was by lunchtime, everyone was caught up cool. back to That's where cool. we're going. We're going on our wherever yeah, routes Yeah, if you can like go, go a bunch, or, yeah. you know, as much as you can this season, yeah. they'll get a lot better too. Yeah, exactly. So. And right. like you'll probably improve as well. So And the, the best part would be, you know, because Blue, it only has two lifts, right? Yeah. And they, they both drop it in the same spot. It's a great spot to be like, go and we'll see you at lunchtime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th- you can't get lost. I mean, yeah. there's no other backside to go down. Um, and there's, there were so, it was great. There was a bunch of uh, like ski helper, like oh, okay. whatever they call them, little elves. Um, 
skiing around because Grayson had fallen off and one of his skis oh, goes flying. Was it like um, like the rescue people kind of? <laughs> yeah. Like, but like lifeguards essentially? Exactly. But for the ski ski lifeguards. Yeah. Yes. And they're there and they're watching me try and communicate to my son, you know, put your feet downward because you're if you get on right now, you're just going to slide down the hill. Like you've got to... <laughs> You know, there's certain angles you want to get your skis yeah, on and uh-huh. then be able to stand up and all that kind of stuff. And she came over with way more poise and way more <laughs> etiquette than me. Being like, here's the, here, here, little boy, this is why you want to do it this way. I'm like, thank you. Do I need to tip you now? How does this work? I don't even know. So um, uh, it was great. We had a good time. That's good. A lot of fun. But how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah? Just kind of chilled. Yeah? Yeah. Didn't really do anything exciting. So Nothing exciting. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Driveway still looking good? Yeah, I think boyfriend so. staying on top of that is he <laughs> no. is he coming back over? I mean, uh, it's been like I've... three times now where it's been like it dumps, <laughs> then you clean it, and you're like, good, we're done. Yeah, I did the last shoveling because he was not here. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, most of it is like melted now again. So how's your home holding up in this weather? It seems to be doing okay. okay. I haven't noticed anything crazy. So because um, this is a big test on people's like. Yeah, you I've know. been trying to like look at the roof and see how melty it is. Right. Roof um, leaks. You've yeah. got heat. There, there's like, no leaks. Like cold um, air coming in drafts through the bottom of doors or I anything like that. I think there's like a little draft under my front door, but that's it. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's been pretty good. It has. It's held heat and held whatever pretty well. So, good. Yeah. Have you gotten your first utility bill of the uh, uh, of the winter yet? I think so. Sometimes I need to pay more attention, but because it's all like automatic, and so <laughs> yeah. I don't like have to. That's pay attention. the hard part, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Sure, let's keep it at 80 in here. That's yeah. great. No, I don't keep it that high. One, because I don't like it that hot. Yeah. Like, that's too hot. And then two, like, I know that's expensive. Yes. Like, so yeah. keep it at a brisk 68. Good. Good, <laughs> so, good. Uh, which means my cats sit on me a lot. But that's okay. Yeah. Because I like that too. So. I like it. Good. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, anything else exciting that was happening this week that we should address before we get going on this? I'm trying so. to think of anything else that's uh, that came up that's important. I don't have anything. Okay. We, oh, I know. Um, I went to, uh, I took my kids, uh, my wife took the girls to the Nutcracker oh, okay. on Saturday, and I took the boys to the Teddy Bear Toss for the oh, Tri-State okay. Americans yeah. thing. So it was both really kind of a fun outdoorsy night on Saturday night, yeah. and uh, the Americans won their sixth home game in a That's row. That's exciting. And uh, they scored in the first period, which means then all the teddy bears get thrown out of the ice, and it was... Awesome. It's a really, just a really cool scene. The horns are going off yeah, and everybody yeah. stops mm-hmm. playing for like a half hour while they go round these things <laughs> up. And then they deliver them to kids spending uh, the holidays in a hospital oh, cool. uh, around here and, and donate to charity. Did you all bring a teddy stuff, bear so. to throw? We brought a Mickey Mouse because that's oh, okay. the only thing we could find that yeah. was like relatively new in our home yeah. in terms of stuffed animals. <laughs> and we didn't, weren't sure we we're going to go until like that night. Yeah, so it was okay, like not okay. worth going to the store and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So some, you know. Somebody yeah. got a Mickey, but that's, uh, that's fine. It's fine. It's a yeah. mouse. It'll work. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Uh, cool. Uh, on Sunday, we continued our Advent series. We did part two, continued on with chapter one of, of Luke's take on the birth narrative of Jesus. Uh, in this specific portion, a majority of our time was spent on the angel's annunciation to Mary that she was going to be pregnant and all the, the, the logistics that go along with that and the addressing of concerns. Uh, how is this even possible? I've never been with a man, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her big song at the end, her big, uh, uh, as I mentioned, the song of the poor um, that she'd kind of reworked or or Luke probably had reworked mm-hmm. of saying, uh, here, here's something that you know is sung by somebody who knows what that feels like mm-hmm. and then to be placed. And there are ways in which you can read it where she comes across as everyone's going to know who I am. Like I'm so proud, but it was, but I think 
the actual proper way to read that is like why why would anybody want to know my name or like who am i that this got <laughs> yes. bestowed on yes. me right like wow people are gonna know who i am yeah that's crazy i do think it's funny like in second service <laughs> i mentioned um the younger i i um are I think a younger generation, younger than me, mm-hmm. and maybe younger than you. I don't know. Yeah, You're a touch younger so. than me. Obsession I'm, I'm with like five fame. Years younger than you. I know. Well, I'm giving you the out. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying what it is. You say what it is. Uh, uh, but obsession with with fame, and mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like I don't care if I'm rich. I care if I'm famous and known. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that rich. I think that richness will follow that if mm-hmm. I can monetize that somehow. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's a, and I that's think a that's different... a more prevalent dream because it's so much easier. Sure, right? Like when we were kids, never like, had access. To that that was not. Yeah, that, like that was like a pipe dream. You're like, that's never gonna happen unless I'm like a movie star. Peak was everybody in my school knows who I am. Yeah, and now when the world is your oyster and you know internet and Instagram mm-hmm. is your friend or whatever, it can be a lot bigger than who cares about yeah. the kids at your school? They're all idiots yeah. anyways. Yeah, I Go mean, for the you're not who wrong, don't know but... you. right? <laughs> That was that's always been true. Yeah, <laughs> it just took us a lot longer to figure it out at our age. Yeah, and, you know, for us, we'd be like, "Oh wait, I'm never going to see any of these people again." Well, you know, I think I knew that because I I moved a lot more, and so yeah. like, um, and I moved for my senior year. So my senior year, I was like, "I am done with you people, like you small minded people who have never left this place." Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Get me out. <laughs> sure yeah so but yeah i don't know that's i just think it's more accessible so it's like a more it's a more reasonable dream if you will like to be famous yeah um so i think you can read mary's song like that but she definitely you know like that wasn't ever something she thought was going to happen so yeah it's definitely not how she's saying it and i love the contrasting piece of uh, and I and I've spoken on this before, but never never this much focus on it. It was, mm-hmm. it was like a side kind of thing in in a previous series that I had done, and I was like, someday I'd like to do more on that of of the difference between what the Annunciation of John the Baptist's mm-hmm. birth stuff and Jesus's, and what and what Luke is attempting to do, or draw us into, mm-hmm. or draw our attention to, point out to us. Um, here's here's like here's what you need to know about Jesus mm-hmm. before I tell you about what he did and where he went. This is why he's so unique, and this is why the story is such a unique mm-hmm. thing. So, and using that contrast of like, hey, here's this. It's like the same process. Like John the Baptist goes through the same announcement process as Jesus, but Jesus is like one step more. Yeah, like one step beyond, or you know, multiple steps beyond, whatever. But is like is a step is above John. Like yeah. it's the same process. We're doing the same thing, so that you can see where the differences are. Yeah. Um, and you can like clearly see that like this child that's being like conceived in an impossible way, not an improbable way, and is like going to be the highest and the greatest and not just a good person or not just a prophet, but the one. Yeah. Um, and that is interesting. Yeah. There was one part of it that I do feel like as I as I went home and drove home and thought about it and, and whatever, feeling like I probably could have explained myself a little bit more um, or th- that'll be good for the podcast is what I basically thought mm-hmm. to myself. And that is the idea of um, theological belief centered around the virgin conception of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Cause you talked about that a little bit. I did. Yeah. 
um, because it does so it does play a part in like obviously in the early creeds uh, like the Apostles Creed the Nicene Creed you see um, you see Jesus born of a virgin suffered under Pontius Pilate like mm-hmm. all the, the phraseology of them making it into a part of the belief of saying we believe there was a virgin birth because for us they're grappling with original sin mm-hmm. and they're grappling with um uh just even the product of sexual intercourse of there being some sort of a they're trying to highlight the unblemished nature of Jesus and that was one of their ways of saying perfect stainless blameless um like so unique even in this way like the reason he's exempt from original sin why do we all have it and he doesn't have it because he wasn't produced in the same way that we were produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, I mentioned it's not really mentioned in the early church fathers, and yet it all it is mentioned in kind of an Apostles' Creed, which is an, like an early, early sort of thing. Um, and I, I just, I thought, I don't know, I don't know if anybody even wrestles with that or, or thinks that, well, I'm into Jesus, but I don't like supernatural things. I don't mm-hmm. like miracles and virgin birth just feels like it fits both of those categories. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I'm going to write off everything with it. Um, and I wanted to offer a concession to that to say, I don't think that you need to do that. I personally believe that, 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 um, I, I have no problem with my mind saying, I believe a lot of supernatural things mm-hmm. about Jesus. And so it's not like if you throw in a virgin birth, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Great. Yeah. I'm in. Um, but if you, it's not a house of cards where you take that away and my whole faith comes crumbling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm willing to have that discussion, but I, you know, full disclosure, I'm coming into it, leaning into Luke said it and made it sound mm-hmm. like it was kind of important. So I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's by default. And I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think that that's lazy. I don't think I mean lazy. Oh, Luke said, it, I just believe it. I, I think that um, there's enough there for me to kind of go off of even beyond that. But I understand, I would understand if somebody was listening either on Sunday or even to this podcast and saying, um, well, that I can't get my mind around. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds like, that just sounds like silly. Like part of the thing for me is why make it up if it's not, if it wasn't yeah, part, if it of, wasn't the part thing, of the thing, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, cause it's going to turn people off. Right. So yeah. if you are trying to like grow this thing, like. The two very weird parts of Christianity are the virgin birth and the like raising from the dead. Yeah, resurrection piece. Resurrection. And so if you're making it up and trying to like win followers. It doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't say it like this. And the resurrection piece maybe makes sense for the like getting followers, but the virgin birth is not necessary. And so like it's, you know, yeah, why would, why, why would you? Unless it's true. Yeah. And I, I think that that comes into the whole play of um, when you hear people making up stories, um, it's always a factor of trying to factor in, like, what is, why would they say that? If you're, if you're playing a mm-hmm. game of, I don't know, bluffing and trying to figure out what who's telling the truth and who's telling a lie, that Which are sounds- your favorite games. I love those games. <laughs> that sounds too ridiculous to be- made up if you if you're doing two truths and a lie yeah and you said something absolutely ridiculous the strategy would be you say something kind of normal that people be like well i don't think that's a lie because that's kind of normal I've, yeah. I've been on a roller coaster <laughs> before you know what i mean 
and be like, ah, see, I gotcha. There it is. I haven't yeah. been on a roller coaster. Can you believe that? <laughs> Whereas if you'd say, I, I, you know, 200 miles an hour on a roller coaster before, I'd be like, that's too extreme. Yeah. I, that, I don't think that's safe. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's true. <laughs> so from a logic standpoint, yeah. that's where it leads me down to, um, to say it doesn't make sense to make it up. Um, but I also don't think that your faith rises and falls on it. Yeah, I think the the you know that's maybe there are parts of faith and parts of like Christianity that you're like I don't know, but it doesn't have to derail every other part of your belief or your faith. Yeah, like you can still have a faith in Christ and God and um and His divinity and hit this and maybe even some other supernatural parts of who He was and how He existed without. And, and kind of leave some of the others if they don't make sense to you. And it is research. interesting because both Matthew and Luke's account of the birth narratives do incorporate more supernatural activity than most of the rest of their stuff, mm-hmm. aside from perhaps, you know, Passion Week and Resurrection thing. But, like, even him going around and doing miracles, as, as supernatural as that is and, and, and different, um, uh, it is it can be downplayed or it can be talked through mm-hmm. or... I have a, uh, a study Bible series on by William Barclay that I love, and he over and over again will come up with naturalistic explanations for why mm-hmm. there was an appearance like Jesus walked on water. Well, there was a sandbar yeah. there or something like yeah, that, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, but also it could have been. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> you can explain a lot of that away. And yet when it comes to like these two things early on, if you are turned off to supernatural things then like the birth narratives of matthew and luke are probably pretty difficult to read yeah um one resource that i would uh point you towards if you're like yeah that's been that's been a big stumbling block for me and i and i wrestle with that um i read a book a while ago called uh the first christmas by marcus borg and dominic croissant um and i just remember them taking walking i haven't read it in years it's been honestly uh yeah 10 years because we did it on our baby moon when uh but I remember them walking through like Magi in the East and a Star and all of these things that are like almost sound like a once upon a time in a fairy tale. And then mm-hmm. and then having a here's why this was inserted. Here's the symbolo- symbology that Luke or, or Matthew was kind of leveraging in the society. This is a political statement. This is a this. This is a that. They go on to kind of deny the factual uh, nature of what took place. So if you're like hardcore, I believe everything just because it's in there and mm-hmm. don't, you might not like it. Um, but if you are somebody who is like, I cannot get around that, I'm going to need some explanation. Mm-hmm. I think that they do a pretty good treatment of it and then take what you like, spit out the bones is kind of the approach that I would have with yeah. them. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Any t- the takeaways um, that you had? I think I was a couple things more about Mary, which is like, Anyway, we moved on, and then I was like, oh, no. Um, but I just love how, because, um, like, contrasting with Zacharias, like, he like questions a lot, and the angel's like, you, you're going to stop talking. No more talking for you. And Mary's like, that sounds really weird, but okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, like, that difference of she's still unsure about it, too, but she's like, she says yes a lot quicker and, like, doesn't challenge as much. And yeah. Is like all right. I be- I'll have faith in God. I'll believe that that can happen. I- it sounds a little weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was like reading her song, um, and it sounds so much like the Beatitudes, you know, like yeah. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't have any theological like reasoning for that, but it like that song that she sings is like very much like the poor will get this, the rich will get that, the you know, 
like, and it sounded so much like the Beatitudes and that was like interesting to me and it like piqued my interest. I've been reading through um, some of the prophets in uh, that Robert Alter translation book that I've been mentioning. It's it's a long slog through it. It's been a full year, and <laughs> I am in the Minor Prophets at this point. But in the Minor Prophets specifically, so when I talk about Minor Prophets, I'm talking specifically like Amos, and Micah. Uh, Micah. Um, those ones have... Is Jonah a Minor Prophet? He is a Minor, minor prophet, prophet, but he it, that wouldn't fit the category oh, of what okay. I'm about to say, um, which is in... When where you have Isaiah and Jeremiah, larger, uh, larger ver, um, body of text, um, their focus is on <clears throat> typically uh, Israelite nationalism and uh, adherence to gods and and false gods and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got to get this thing right. We got to figure it out, guys, because we are we've we've hoard ourselves away to all kinds of different nations and all of the different gods that they offer. And when it comes to Amos and Micah and some of the other minor, their body of work is smaller, which is why they're called minor prophets. Mm-hmm. But their approach is often more internal and less about belief systems and more about treat, treatment of injustice within society. You you um, you buy off the poor. You are you rely on your wealth. There's a brokenness in in, in the social system. Yeah. And why? Because what they're trying to do is figure out why are we in exile or why were we exiled? Mm-hmm. Why are we home and things aren't back working again? I mean, that's essentially what all of the prophets are. What what are we doing here? And trying to make sense of it. And some of them are. We got to get our act together. We got to think. We got to worship better. We got to have more rules and laws and get back to being a, a mighty nation after God. Uh, you know what I mean? All the kind mm-hmm. of nationalism stuff that comes along with that. And then you have some of these guys who are like, well, you got to quit abusing <laughs> abusing people <laughs> and treating yeah. people like objects. And, um, you know, all, so it's it's an interesting contrast to see both of those and how, what gains, you know, what weighs the heaviest on that. But mm-hmm. um, you do see... I think in Mary's Magnificat, where Luke probably leans in terms of Into what that was the kind reason. Of, yeah, 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 I think yeah. it's because we said we were a blessed nation and we didn't act like it at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have this special connection with God and it doesn't actually translate into how we treat people. Yeah. And that could possibly be why God is not happy with us and mm-hmm. we find ourselves in this, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That was it. Cool. All right. Um, this is our something interesting. Uh, yeah. This is something that we've read, experienced, or uh, watched, or anything like that, and then we kind of share it with you. I found out this week some pretty big news came around the uh, uh, the uptown area oh, this no. last week. This sounds exciting. It is. It's very exciting, and and it's something interesting <laughs> that is. It should be interesting to a, a lot of you because um, there's a guy named Talon Yeager who uh, just announced on his Facebook that he signed papers to reopen Ray's Golden Lion around the corner. Oh. Um, was it a bar? It was a bar slash restaurant slash concert venue. Oh, okay. But it was like the spot that would do under 18 shows oh, when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, because almost every other bar is... You know, it doesn't mean... I think if I'd grown up here, it would doesn't be mean anything more, to you as but a, it doesn't yeah. mean a lot to me because so I didn't grow he, up here. And, and this would be good. If yeah. you listen to this podcast and you're like, I'm a transplant too, what's Ray's Golden Lion? Yeah. What's the big deal about that? <laughs> It was literally the only place that catered to anything to under 18 oh, okay. bar people uh, because most people, most bar scenes make money off of what? Drink sales. Drink sales. Oh, I mean, that's why yeah. they want you in the building. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a huge reason to sell $2.50 Cokes yep. to 16-year-olds when they're just going to spray graffiti in your bathroom and, yep. and never leave a tip, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're the worst. And so uh, 
it was a unique way. A lot of young bands got their start oh, okay, there. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people remember playing there, going mm-hmm. to shows there, supporting their friends there. Um, if there was an early music scene, that was where it was. Um, and then you kind of went up from there. Mm-hmm. And um, back, man, this would have been probably eight years ago. It was after we got here, nine years ago. It had shut down and the guy who was you know running it was old and retired mm-hmm. and then he uh unfortunately got hit in a crosswalk oh, at no. night in the in the winter like around this time oh, wow. and it was a tragic sort of thing he was killed um and so it was i think it was i think it had closed before that but it had oh, okay. kind of like a you know what's gonna oh, what's gonna happen with yeah, this what's yeah. gonna, and, and then it was just sat empty forever yeah. and i've heard multiple people walk through the building and then have you know come out and be like man i think it just like they close the door, put a padlock on it one day. I think there's still like <laughs> open canisters of oh my goodness. tomato sauce. You know oh what I mean? Goodness. Like I guess it's a pretty big disaster. So yeah. it's going to be a big undertaking yeah. for somebody to come in there and do it. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe Talon is the guy who also pr- um, purchased and runs uh, the Stick and Stone oh, okay. restaurant over there. And so I think this is kind of his little side project. And it's been fun to see. He, he made a post about it on his personal Facebook page. Is he going to try and like open it like it was before? I don't or know. I like think it's, what changes are? Do you know? Does he like announced what changes? He just said this is such a huge part of our her- my heritage growing yeah. up, and I know many of my friends too. So I signed papers today. Would love your help. And it's been cool to see a lot of the community come around and be like, okay. dude, I know a lot about IT. I can do this. I can do this. I can help yeah. out this. We'll see how it comes together. It's still yeah. TBD. Um, but the energy behind that. And That's really cool. Another, another cool little like staple of the uptown yeah. kind of it's it's almost like a picture of redemption a little bit yeah. for for this space and it's fun to be a part of that we've seen over the last i don't know 5 years some pretty interesting people come in and through mm-hmm. the building and start to do some pretty cool things in a yeah. space that most people had probably written off and yeah. said nobody goes to the uptown yeah, anymore yeah it's definitely having a little bit of a revival like you you know there's like different things coming in that you can see yeah i actually i was just thinking i need to walk around all the antique shops and look for side tables there so. you go <laughs> maybe right after this podcast we'll wrap it up uh, maybe who knows? so i don't have an opening date yeah. for you but keep your eyes peeled really cool. and uh, come out and check out a show at raise golden lion that's awesome <laughs> um my something interesting <coughs> is a show that i watched this weekend okay um i'm sure you've heard of it it's called wednesday i have Netflix. heard of it i've heard great things yeah. about it too so i've watched five six of eight episodes or five of eight episodes something like that um, and it's pretty good. It's like when a, it's a, there's definitely like a classic, like teenage sleuther yeah. kind of mis- murder mystery show or mystery, like creepy mystery show, but it's like Adam's family. Yeah. And well, like, Wednesday for those of you. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Yeah. And Tim Burton is an executive yes. producer or yeah, director yeah. or uh, both? I think. He's he's involved in the project. I feel somehow. like the um and it's very Tim Burton. The language the language that is on like the slides is like from the mind of Tim Burton. Okay, from which the, is very yeah. loose, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like involved. He got an email once and said, "Go for it." I guess <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. Which kind of makes me think maybe he was involved in like original concept and is yeah. in like probably a producer, but isn't necessarily involved in like all of the minutia. If it goes of it. great, I'll put my name to it. If it's bad, it yeah. just was. But from it's my mind. really good. And Jenny Ortega <laughs> plays Wednesday. And she's she's fabulous. Um, and it's like right up my alley. I love those kind of I kind of like like, you know, those kind of crime drama like um, what's the target age audience or something like this? Um, 
Well, I mean, she's like in high school. Okay. Um, she's at like a boarding school. Because my friend Travis Hackey recommended uh-huh. it, but Travis also really loves like Saved by the Bell, <laughs> and you know what? And like all the like the Disney show, like he watches the Disney yeah. Channel and WWE wrestling, so <laughs> it's not like a mo- the most valid. I, I uh, when I when he said this is so good, I, I, I tucked that away and thought it might be good. Like there isn't really any like gratuitous sex or cursing. There's some like pretty. There's some like semi graphic like um like violence um but most of that's kind of implied not like seen all the way okay um and i think the target's definitely like teens young adults okay um but i love so do you the, like this because you're a high school teacher no, I've, and you're like i want to be always, able to talk with the students no. and the, um i've always hey, liked that Ms. kind of Megan, age range <laughs> she likes the same things we do guys no that's not why okay um Listen, my students watch Shameless, so like they don't care. I don't even know what Shameless oh, it's is. It's like so. really, you don't want to watch okay, it. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> not safe for work. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it really is not shameless, safe for then. Brent's mom. Yeah, Brent's mom. That's yeah. your thing, right? Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, but it's really it's cute and fun and funny, and they like it's really clever. They have um some really clever like. Uh, references like uh, back to like Adam's family references and like other references and um, it's like kind of woven in in a clever way and some of them you get right away and some of them you're like oh yeah that was like a throwback to like original Adam's family wow I I have not I'll be honest with you I've not watched the Adam's family in I mean I don't 25 years didn't watch it like yeah a lot a lot but I've watched enough that I know so yeah it's good cool that's right. my rec. And is it, uh, is it uh, like season one or is it season a limited one. series? Yeah, it just, okay. I think season one just started though. Like okay. it just came out like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. All right. So yeah, it's good. All right. We'll check out uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday on Netflix. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, tonight, we are hosting a toy drive. You're going to get this on Wednesday, so you're not even going to have a chance to do that. <laughs> but I'm anticipating that some of you are, who are listening to this are coming tonight. So I just wanted to say thank you. And, and uh, we're also going to be posting some photos of that and doing more of those things coming up. So you're not going to be able to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, I should go to that. That's already too late for you Ex- for this month, for this event. But oh, okay, yeah. we want to keep doing things like this. And so if you have not already done so, I would encourage you to go on Instagram and follow our Wear Love account. Wear love, W E A R, wear it like a jacket. Mm-hmm. Wear love TC is the Instagram thing. Follow that, and you can see all kinds of different ideas uh, for getting yourself out there and, and uh, engaging in some community service. And yeah, it's a good season to be able to do that. And I want to give a promo out for that. It's a pretty cool deal. Uh, other than that, we will be back for part three of our Advent series this Sunday at 9.15 and 10.30. 10.30 online, 9.15 and 10.30 uh, in person mm-hmm. at the Uptown Theater. And uh, yeah. yeah. Other than that, have a great week, guys. Bye, everyone.